Hi friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.life, and this is Back to Basics Sex Ed 101, where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. Today's topic is the meaning of sexual health, and joining me, as always, is my fabulous co-host, Tickle.life's in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. Hi, Lulu. Hey, everybody. Great to be here. Lulu and I will be breaking down the World Health Organization's definition of sexual health, And we'll be talking about the meaning of sexual health and well-being, why it is important to create sexual health awareness, and how to create sexual well-being in your own life. So I am super excited to talk about this topic today. How about you, Lulu? Yes, completely. You know, we just came off of Sexual Health Awareness Month, so Mm -hmm. we're very excited to dive more into that, you know, start our foundation to really give everybody that groundwork on what they need to know about sexual health and well-being. So let's get into the World Health Organization's definition, also known as WHO. Sexual health is fundamental to the overall health and well-being of individuals, couples, and families, and to the social and economic development of communities and countries. Sexual health, when viewed affirmatively, requires a positive and respectful approach to sexuality, sexual relationships, as well as the possibility of having pleasurable and safe sexual experiences, that are free of coercion, discrimination, and violence. So, what do you think of that definition, Lulu? Um, I think it's very, very basic. Um, I guess it's very general. It's not really geared to one specific group. I guess that's what the mm-hmm. whole point is. I do feel like there's a lot to expand on, which we will go through, you know, as we build on our wonderful podcast here with our mm-hmm. um guest. But um, yeah, I think, you know, for a general, it's okay for a start. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I really like that they emphasize that like sexual health is not just about preventing disease or injury during sex. Like there's, you know, ta- discussions of sexual pleasure, um, and being respectful towards other people, being accepting of, you know, all different sexualities and orientations, identities, gender identities, and things like that, which is, it's that component of, I think, people's um, common idea about what sexual health is, is typically missing. So I like that the who is, you know, recognizing these other aspects that are important as well. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. So maybe we can go a little bit more into some of the, like some of the other components of that, where they emphasize like how sexual experience can be free from coercion. So do you want to break down like what it means to engage in coercive sex? I feel like in general, when you're trying to coerce in quotation mm-hmm. someone, right? You're trying, you're just thinking about your agenda. You're not really even thinking about the other person or people, you know, depending on what your circumstance is. You're just wanting your end goal, and that's completely what matters. However, they feel after or before or during seems like it doesn't have no staple mm-hmm. on that person. When I think about coercion, that's what I feel. Someone just wanting to get their needs met, whatever that is, and just however people feel after that, that's how you feel because I got my needs met, and so that's okay. And I think that makes you feel very less than very just used up and it's I, I would believe it would be a horrible feeling I feel fortunate enough to never have to have been coerced <laughs> by anyone but I feel sympathy for those who have gone through something like that and I hope that they're battling through 
to be good on the other side. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when we talk about sex should be free from coercion, it means that someone you're going to engage in some type of sexual experience with should not be pushing you beyond your boundaries. So if you don't want to have sex at all, or you're in the middle of having sex and you want to stop, um, your partner should be respecting that decision. They shouldn't be trying to trick you or blackmail you or threaten you into um, having sex or continuing to have sex. So even if you've technically consented under those conditions, like someone's pushing you or threatening you or something like that, um, that would be considered sexual, sexual coercion. And, you know, like, this is the kind of stuff that should be emphasized in sexual health education. Um, I feel like when we talk about, Absolutely. yeah, like when we talk about sexual assault or rape, um, it's very like person in the bushes coming out and attacking someone as opposed to mm-hmm. these more subtle practices that, you know, really don't fully get that, that explanation. Um, so again, like I'm really happy that, you know, this definition of sexual health is putting an emphasis on these issues. Yeah, I agree with that because it's true. You know, it could be a friend. It could be someone like, hey, you know, let's just try together. We're already friends. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I, you know, want this experience with you. And they're like, come on, come on, let's do it. And, you know, you're like, well, if you don't do it, I won't be your friend. It's like, what? You know, and, and I've heard this a lot. I'm like, you're going to stop being friends with me because I don't want to do something that's making me uncomfortable, well, then we mm-hmm. don't need to be friends. And, you know, sometimes it's hard because people don't want to lose that connection with somebody they think they have. But when someone really shows you that, it, it says something different. About Definitely. Them. Absolutely. Definitely. So if someone is, is trying to push you in that direction and you are just not comfortable with the situation, um, that person does not need to be a part of your life. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Lulu, what is your personal definition of sexual well-being or sexual wellness? You know, for me, I feel that the, my definition of sexual health, sexual well-being is to know what it is that you want out of the experience, to know your boundaries, to know what is safe for you, how far you're willing to go at that moment. Because again, life changes for us. What we may, may have wanted to do 10 years ago, 10 years later, okay, I want to give it a try. But be open to know that it's okay to say no now and change your mind later because it's your choice. And not to feel that someone is pushing you or pressuring you. Have a conversation and vice versa. Don't make the other person feel that way. I think that's the other part that people don't really talk about. Sexual well-being is also, you know, that's that twofold. What you don't want done to you, don't do to someone else. Some people don't think about that part. And the check-in communication is number one. I think you will hear us talk about that throughout this entire podcast that communication is top notch if you don't have that what do you have and communication with yourself too do i really Mm -hmm. want that hmm let me really ask myself you know and be okay with the answer don't because somebody said yeah 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 but my body says no so let's Mm -hmm. go with that at the end of the day i have to sit in my body if i was uncomfortable with something and the other person's happy and i'm i'm feeling less than Absolutely not. We'll feel less than for no definitely, one. Definitely. That's that's really important. Like the self-check-in, but also making sure that you are taking care of other people. And, you know, similarly, I define mm-hmm. it as like embracing and being comfortable with every part of your sexuality um, and engaging in sexual practices that make you feel good and happy. And like you were saying before, don't bring harm 
to others. So yeah, that's something we're going to explore more deeply um, in other episodes of this podcast. But we wanted to definitely make sure that we emphasize that like your sexual experiences, (laughs) yes, it's important to take care of yourself, but it's also important important to be taking care of your partner or partners. So Mm -hmm. why do you think sexual health awareness is important to overall wellness? Because a lot of people have heard or thought they learned things from friends, family members, TV shows that they didn't have a lot of content behind. Um, You know, things like people not talking about that there's two kinds of condoms. There's the one for the penis owners and the one for our vulva owners. We don't hear enough about the vulva owner ones anymore. That should be something completely brung back. You know, that's something that people should be aware of, that you have the option to do either or, not both, and that's in a later episode, but either or, you know, um, you know, just learning about your body, learning things that could work or not work for you. Some people don't know they're allergic mm-hmm. to latex and there's other options like lambskin and, and, you know, these other sensitive skin um, items that you can use. And, um... It's important to be aware of what's going to be going on with your body. We only get one. (laughs) So why are we not going to take complete care of the Mm -hmm. one that we have and be educated and be proud that you're educated and that you know, hey, that's not for me. Can't do it. I mean, I want to try it later or, you know, whatever it is, but be aware that it's okay to Mm -hmm. ask questions. It's okay to be unsure. And find out the proper information for that. There's things all around. Mm-hmm. There's us, <laughs> number one, right? <laughs> There's all the amazing um, information on Tickle.life that we're sharing daily, you know, and just reach out to someone who you think they, you know, look like they have a lot of education. You know, we're available on our Insta or social medias or wherever to answer a question. And don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to want to have knowledge for yourself that's going to mm-hmm. keep you happy. It's all about you and your sexual health and well-being. So celebrate that. Yeah, that is that is such an important point. And, you know, kind of with like how I think about sexual health being related to overall wellness, like my sexual wellness is connected to my mental health and my physical health. So like if my mental health and physical health are not aligned or like you know, I'm too stressed or I'm too exhausted, my desire for self-pleasure or any form of sexual experience like decreases a lot. So, you know, they're all Mm. working together. You need the knowledge to like check in with yourself, to explore things that might be going on in your experiences, looking up things that you don't know, like all of that is is interconnected. Yes. Um, Because like if you're afraid or you don't know or you're uninformed, it's not going to make that sexual experience better right it's gonna you're gonna get all nervous and stuff um so the more informed you are the better that future experience could be absolutely and you don't feel afraid to ask or Mm -hmm. be unsure you know because the same as you're unsure your partner could be unsure and there's no Mm -hmm. one saying anything and y'all can learn something amazing together and Mm -hmm. that's awesome and you're like wow i really didn't know that and then learning something with someone else that they didn't know it just brings another level to what's happening to the experience. So I think absolutely. And as you touched on mental and um, physical health, very important. Some people need the sexual release sure. for their mental health. Yeah. And that's okay too. So check in with that. Sometimes when you don't have a sexual release, it really messes mm-hmm. with your mental. So you kind of have to check in on those things, you know, if it's with a partner or by yourself, Definitely. it doesn't matter. 
because that release it could turn your whole day around. You're like, oh, okay, I can focus now. <laughs> I bet. The headache thrown away. Yeah. In the race, Ex- yeah, right? Men- um, masturbation mm-hmm. for migraines. You know, something we'll dive more into, but it's a thing. So check it out, people. It's not. It's not something to sleep on. It's helping folks all Definitely. over the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to. Uh, we'll we'll have to have an episode on like masturbation and mindfulness or masturbation and mental health. That will be, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how absolutely. do you create sexual well-being in your own life, Lulu? I know what I want. Absolutely. All right. I chime in because what I may want on Tuesday is not what I want on Friday. <laughs> the temperature may change. And, um, you know, for me, I'm mindful of my partner that they may be in a mood that maybe I'm not. And so I have to express that to them. You're in this stage, but I'm not right now. But what can I do to help you if you need this release? I'm still about to help you with with that. Because again, mental health is important. So if my partner needs a release, but I physically don't want to do anything, I'll help you how you need to. I'll help you with that masturbation. I'll pass the lube. I'll help you get the stroke on whatever it needs. But physically right now, I don't need anything. But I don't want to neglect you from that. You know, there's a lot of things that people don't really talk about, don't realize that, you know, you're not in a mood, but kind of still help your partner out a little bit there because <laughs> they need the two. Like, you know, just um, I think that's what it is, you know, and I just take it one day at a time. I'm learning like everyone else. We're teaching, but we're also learning and be open to learn something new and be open to hear what the other person has to say. And they'll say, oh, OK, their feelings are valid just like mm-hmm. yours are. So I wouldn't want nobody to just shoot me off. So I definitely wouldn't want to do that to anyone else. So. That's how it works great for me. And I haven't had any complaints. So No, that's awesome. <laughs> the you know, again, like partner communication um that you that you talked about earlier, super important. Um, being respectful towards others. That's really just like it's things that we just don't talk about as much. You know, I feel like we have this very limited that's understanding cool. of sexual wellness and sexual health that's immediately focused on like disease, which isn't unimportant, like need to be taking care of that that aspect of your experiences and your and your health but it's not just limited to the that one specific area there's so much more that gets incorporated into sexual health yeah true yeah so for me sexual well-being in my own life refers to would be you know creating an environment that feels sexy and comfortable um but my definition of like what's sexy is going to vary depending on the day or the time and my current environment right now is not a reflection of what I feel is sexy. I'm in the process of redoing stuff. <laughs> yeah, and another thing that I I've been trying to um, incorporate more thoroughly is like being kinder to myself about my sexuality mm. and where I'm at with my sexual journey. So just like being open to learning about others' experiences, which we're gonna do throughout this podcast. Um, not comparing my sexual journey to other people and just like indulging in sexual activities for me that's just going to be self-pleasure right now but sexual activities that like make me feel good using stimuli like pornography and erotica that makes me feel good during and after the experience and like not perfect with this but when I do when I am mindful about what I'm consuming, how I'm consuming, et cetera. Like it does make me feel better. Yeah. 
And that's good. And that, and you build on that, you know, and that's for anyone, no matter where your sexual journey is right now. If you want to change something, if you want to add something, build to it, you know, but take your time, take the time that you need to do that. However it looks for you, there's no time limit on any of this. So take your time, whatever the age, whatever the stage in life is, if it's going to make you happy, go ahead and do that. I applaud you because that for me is the definition of sexual health. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we wrap up, Lulu, is there anything else that you want to mention regarding sexual health or well-being? Um, you know, for us after sexual health and well-being, I just want to say, guys, love on yourself. If you love on yourself, it could be so much easier for you to love on someone else. So take that time for you. And even if you have a partner, still take that time for you. You know what I mean? Um, say, hey, listen, I don't want any you and I sex. I'm going to have some me, me, me sex now, you know, and just take the time to do that and let your partner understand there's nothing about you. I just need to explore myself so I can know where I want to go in my next sexual health journey or just for my well-being. This is what I want to do and be okay with that and vice versa. Embrace it. That's beautifully put. I, I love that. And I don't, yeah, there's really nothing for me to expand upon. I think you, you framed that and said that so perfectly. So I'll, I'll let that be uh, kind of our concluding thoughts on sexual health and well-being. That's all for this episode of Back to Basics. Thank you for joining us. Uh, please hit that follow or subscribe button to get notified when new episodes go live. We're planning to do this every week. Also, if you like what you hear, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to help other folks find us. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, please send an email to podcast at tickle.life. And for additional video and podcast episodes of Back to Basics, please head on over to tickle.life today. Yay! Woohoo!